0: Lord. Lord, I just thank you, dear Jesus. I thank you for your presence in this house, dear Lord. I thank you, dear Lord, for um, Pastor Sandy, dear Jesus. I thank you for Mm -hmm. Pastor Ben and the pastors and ministers in this house, dear Lord. I thank you for the faithfulness, dear Jesus, Lord. I thank you for this year's fast, dear Lord, and what you are showing us in the fast when we submit ourselves to you, our flesh to you, dear Lord, how you move by the Spirit, dear Lord. It's such a blessing and an honor to serve you in this matter. Lord, we pray right now for Pastor Sandy, dear Lord. We pray over the word of God, dear Jesus. We pray that it becomes alive in us today, dear Lord, as he shares a word that came directly from your Holy Spirit, dear Lord. As you continue to minister to him, even while he's speaking, let us have our heart to receive on today. Let us have a posture, dear Lord, that we recognize your word, dear Lord, and it's truth, dear Jesus, and how you are ministering to us, dear Lord, and how this word affects how we live. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We honor you on this day. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'm letting the, the teenagers go to their class.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Get all those teenagers out of here. Hallelujah. I am going to. that there that there and that praise the lord now we're ready all right elohim tov
0: god
1: is good all the time um thank him for everything we thank him for his word we thank him for providing eternal life I left a note on the board from Thursday and the Lord wants me to go over that first, okay? And it's right here in the corner. Most important Christian message ever. Know what it says? Love is higher than Korban. Mm -hmm. You know what Korban is? Religious things you do for God, okay? Rather it's reading your Bible, Praying, um, showing up for church, Bible studies, okay? All of that stuff is absolutely beautiful. And korban means when you do them, it draws you closer to God. That's what the word korban means. This is my korban offering. It's dedicated to God because that's going to draw us closer, okay? Korban offering cannot be higher than love. You understand? So you can't say my tides are korban to God. I know you need groceries, but I can't help you. You missed the point. You missed common sense of what you really did. You understand? Because God says love's always higher than korban. Okay. So don't think that Religiously, what you do is more important than your expression of love and common sense, okay? That's what I loved about Jesus. He just had common sense. You understand? People should sitting here about him trying to stone this young lady because they say they caught her in an act of adultery, okay? And, and we read that and, and Jesus knows the law and he's trying to say, well, in the law it says both of them need to be stoned so where why is she the only one here basically is what he's saying like you know the law why don't you just have her here and now he takes time to talk to her and to make sure that this doesn't happen because he's not living his life according to the law he's living in a law that's higher than the religious words he's living in a state of love you understand so he has a conversation with her um to find out what is going on now the whole things a prophecy i don't want to get into that but that is when jesus takes a moment and uses love over religion okay which the pharisees had a problem doing okay they didn't understand that now listen forgiveness is higher than your religion you understand? Yes. Because forgiveness is something that Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, he says, then I don't forgive you. You understand Then you can't be forgiven. And we don't take that serious, but we need to, because uh, I think Emerson sent me a, a thing about a guy who was, who went to hell. And one of the reason that people were in, in hell was unforgiveness. Yeah. And so it brought me back to the understanding of a friend of mine who had diabetes and he thought he was healed, so he stopped taking his diabetes medicine. And then, uh, I don't know what happened, but he he went into this thing and he died. And and when he died, he knew that he'd been going to church and he was a Christian, that he was going to heaven. But I always remembered when I would see him at work, he was fine until you brought up his ex-wife his whole demeanor changed you understand so when you brought up his he had a deep hatred for her you understand he had a deep dislike for her and that was in his heart and so when he died, he said he saw Jesus and he was like so happy. He's like, I'm so happy. Jesus is here. I'm great, going to heaven. And he said the Lord told him this is not the place of your future destination. And I'm talking about a real friend. He worked with me at Westlake. OK. And he said the Lord told him this is not the future of your, your destination. And he says, your future is another place. And he says, because of this, he says, because of the the ugly unforgiveness that's in your heart. And so um, when he came back, guess who was at his bedside? His ex-wife she was there so he said he cried to her he told her i forgive you i've been holding this grudge all my life against you and all of this stuff but it's amazing to me that god gave him this opportunity to say look yeah you're doing church real good but something's missing that's a little bit higher than your religious activity is your love and your forgiveness of other people you understand So make sure that you do this because I'm telling you, when I listened to that testimony, I had forgot how Daniel told me the story of when he got shot and when he went to hell. Because the way Daniel told it to you was like, with aggression and passion and heart. That's how he told me the story. He told me the story like, I've been there, you understand? That's how he told me the story. He told me the story like, I mean, there were just people just screaming. And and I just, I mean, it, it just made you cry. Like how could all these people be in so much pain? I mean, it was just, he was telling it to me like that with passion, you understand? I tell it to you as a story that he told me, but he tells it from an experience, you understand? And so the testimony that Emerson gave, that, that he sent me, was a, a gang member who got shot when he was uh, uh, in Chicago And his experience of how God showed him what hell was like and the reason why people were there. He said, you already know when you see them, you know why they're there. You understand? And so I want to make sure. Listen, you have unforgiveness in your heart. God knows you do. You understand? Deal with it. Do not say, well, God knows that, you know, I don't hate them. I just can't stand being around. No. (laughs) Deal with that. You understand? Deal with that. You know, um, I take my dad for an example. I don't hate my dad, but I don't like hanging out with him. You understand? I'm not telling you not to have common sense. You don't just take people that you don't forget that, that, that you don't that you had disagreement with and you say, "Okay, I'm going to hang out with you even though I know that you're going to steal from me again. You don't do that. That just doesn't make common sense, right? But you don't have to like, but I I told this young lady, she came for, she said, how do you know if you forgive somebody? I said, if you saw them and they were starving, and you know if they don't get a bite to eat, they're going to die in the next 30 minutes, and you got two burgers, would you give them one? And she said, no. I said you got problems. I said you got problems because if that's how you, that's how deep your anger is over that person and your unforgiveness is, you've got problems. I know you're coming here and you're going to church, but you got problems because you can't carry that. You understand? So deal with that because I wanted because um, the testimony that I heard was extreme. He didn't sugarcoat anything about his experience in hell. He didn't sugarcoat it. And he told it like, he. T- when I was listening to him, I was going, oh, that's how Daniel originally told me the story of what happened to him. He told it with passion. And he said, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't understand. And the big thing that we don't understand is, is that we can't die. You're going to spend eternity somewhere, okay? You're made of energy and matter and you cannot die. Look it up, do a scientific scientific study on it. I was looking at it again yesterday and I said, you know, this is an absolute scary thing that human beings need to know is that you're not just here, you're here choosing where you're gonna spend eternity. You understand? And and it's a very uh, important thing that you get it right. You understand? And Jesus has given us a lot of advice of how to get it right. You understand? So, um, as he's telling me the story, I'm looking at the two extremes. Because heaven is extremely beautiful. It's it's, It's everlasting life. It's joy. It's good food, it's traveling, it's dancing, it's it's everything, right? On the other hand, hell is torment and pain continually. He was talking about how the body, after it's tormented, it regenerates itself so it can keep going through the same thing over and over. And I'm like, that's extreme. People don't know. I was reading in Isaiah, and it said that, that um, uh, maggots were crawling over people like why are you in torment you got maggots on you see this type of stuff we don't nobody wants to really talk about what the bible really says but you have to understand people are making a a, a choice about two extreme eternities yeah okay either you're really going to enjoy life or you're really going to enjoy uh uh um uh feel torment you understand So now is the time to get it right. Now is not the time to argue your point. No, heaven don't care about your point, okay? So let's make sure we get this right. Now I want you guys to do this because I'm going to try to go in the Bible, but I want to tell the story from the end and then let's go to the beginning. You understand? the end is you would have to imagine yourself you have just spent a thousand years in the millennium jesus christ is king in jerusalem what's the most incredible place you could, you would want to live who, who who has a place what would you want to live what, what what's your most in the be- world in the world anywhere you can live anywhere on any hill on any beach in the world, in a mansion, where you want to live? Hawaii. She's living in Hawaii for a thousand years, okay? She's walking out in the morning enjoying the blue water and everything, and she hasn't been sick for a thousand years. You understand? She has her friends and her family, because if she likes Hawaii, she's got some other people there that love Hawaii too, and they're enjoying their homes in Hawaii. Yeah. Now me, I I I don't know, it's a choice, would I want to live in Paris? Or do I with a with a vision of the, the Eiffel Tower in front of me? Or do I want to live in Brazil on that mountain where they got that Jesus thing where you can see the water? I don't know. But I'm saying for a thousand years you've been in existence. You haven't been sick. Okay? People sneeze, but like the Lord told me, that's a old joke in heaven. When you get there, don't do it, all right? It's an old joke. So people have been living and they're doing all this stuff, and you've just been making friends, and you're like, let's go see Jesus. And you guys go to Jerusalem, and, 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 and the Lord said, cars will be something you can have, but you really don't need them. You understand? It's something you can have in the millennium, but you don't need them. So it's a beautiful life, okay? You're going to the best food, the best restaurants, you're with the best people. And I hate the way people say, there is no such thing as male or female. There are, you have a resurrected body, you understand? Right. You know that you were male or female when you got resurrected, you understand? so we're all the sons of god that's how the bible says but you're resurrected as who you were yeah you understand yeah so this is life going on okay thousand years now jesus says okay that's the end of this i made a new heaven and a new earth and the new jerusalem is coming down from heaven because we've made some what's that word you guys use Drew, when you redo the remodel we've remodeled some things and added some things you understand so now you get to see the new jerusalem coming down out of heaven dressed like a bride you understand it is decorated for you to see your new home because once you go there it's eternity the thousand year millennium the old earth has to go yeah and the new earth has to come then the, the new the new Jerusalem comes down. Now you're at the end of this thousand years. It's been absolutely wonderful. You understand? That's the extreme of what you've inherited. Okay. I'm not talking about the other people because you know what? I'm gonna read something that Pastor Ben was gonna read last week. I don't know if he got a chance to get to it. But God is not concerned about people that go to hell. That's what His Word says. He says. He says this. He says. I'm going to enjoy the righteous that have made the yes. right decision. Yes. He says, I am not going to be concerned about what's going on in the other place.
0: Amen.
1: You're not going to ruin my day because you didn't want to live right. You understand? I'm not going to be in heaven going, oh, I hope she's okay. I hope, I hope she's not going through too much. It's not going to be like that.
0: Amen. You understand?
1: Amen. He's going to be laughing and dancing and enjoying his people. So that means there's an extreme different attitude of God of the righteous and the unrighteous. You understand? And God loves that you've chosen him. And so he's planned your future. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And you have to know and understand this. Now, this is the order of how things are about to happen. First, there's gonna be a rapture. Seven days after 6,000, okay? Or seven years after 6,000, which was 2017, we're on the seventh year after uh, we hit to 6,000 in 2017. So I know we're close and I'm trying to figure out when we leave, what is going to be going on here? I don't wanna be concerned with it, I just wanna go. OK, but the first thing that the world has to experience is the rapture, because nothing can, it can't have a closing, a conclusion until you get out of here. Amen. Because the closing and the conclusion is getting back to dealing with Israel and their seven years of of, of detachment that they have to call on God to be rescued. So you're talking about the the rapture after the rapture, what's coming? Chaos.
0: Yes.
1: Now, you're not here. We're doing the running, man. We're in heaven. We're, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's the dance I knew. Okay, we're in heaven, right? But chaos comes immediately after that. Pandemic, a new one. Uh, Famine. Antichrist. Antichrist. He's the one doing it all, right? right? So all this, the Bible says, it's coming. And he says, the rises have disappeared to spare them from evil. So we know that that's coming. After the chaos starts, the Antichrist will rise. A peace treaty will be discovered, Okay, And um, Israel will feel safe. The mark of the beast will come. The abomination of desolation, the Antichrist will go into the temple and proclaim he's God. Israel will flee, and God will protect them. Armageddon will come, the last world war. Jesus will return with who? Uh. Thank you. Okay? Jesus will return with his saints. Okay? And that's a part, you know, you're talking about glorious things. That's the big part I want to do. I just want to be on a horse riding behind Jesus on my way back for the thousand year millennium. Okay? See, As I'm reading the proof of God, I'm understanding that the whole universe and everything is made in God's order and in God's structure, and he's the one who created everything, and everything's gonna happen just the way he said, rather you believe it or not. I'm never arguing with anybody about their religion ever again. I'm never doing it, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You have no valid point, that Jesus might not be the only way. Thank you. Goodbye. You have no valid point. You have no argument. You have nothing. Just understand that the person who wrote this book is the same person who created it. You're breathing his air. Okay. 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 So then uh, we come back. And then the the thousand year millennium starts. Uh, You know, uh, Kennedy, where would you like to live? Uh, You're here in a thousand years. Next thousand years, you're going to be living wherever you want. Um, I built a place for you in heaven. Don't worry about that. It'll be there when New Jerusalem comes and it comes down. But where would you like to live in for the thousand years? Kennedy says, anywhere but Texas. <laughs> right? so, so I'm just telling you, God has plans for us. You understand? He has plans for us. And you have to understand that it's not a religious hope right amen. amen it's an assurance that you're waiting with expectation this is a convey convey wait means i'm waiting with expectation you understand yes you guys don't understand you ain't never had no county check <laughs> my mother said i started working because i got tired of waiting on that check because yep. sometimes it come and sometimes it don't Hello. She said, but I want a check that I can expect. That's why I stopped doing it and I, and I got off county so I can work. Yeah. Okay. Amen. I so I'm learning the Bible because I don't want hope. I don't want um unproven hope. The Bible is proven. You understand? Yes. God never told you to have blind faith. No. The Bible is proven. Okay? Amen. And then after the thousand year millennium, the great white throne judgment, that's for them. You don't even get to be there for that. That's when the dead, great and small, get raised, risen up and they go and they stand, they finally get their trial. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a part of that, but you have eternity, a new heaven and a new earth. And this is how it happens. Now the, the, be, the, Beginning of this, or I should say, what we'll see is the end. As the New Jerusalem, the New Jerusalem already existed before Earth. Yeah. Do you guys know that? Yes. yes. The the Star of David was in the New Jerusalem in heaven before God thought about yeah, let's make Earth and some humans. This was going on way before that. A matter of fact, while the New Jerusalem was going on, there was no such thing as time. Right. This is what the Lord was telling me this morning. Explaining to angels what I'm about to do was hard, and they still don't understand. <laughs> They're still trying to figure out the whole plan of what, because imagine you've been living in eternity, and God says, I'm going to create a new earth and a new people and a new being. They won't be angels, and I'm going to create time. And now, if you've never lived in time, you're like, and what's that? What's time? Okay, time is like you start here and then it goes and goes and goes and goes, but it has a date that it stops. That's time. I'm gonna create that. Now the angels are sitting there going. What are you talking about? The beginning. Everything's eternal. Mel kills it, there's like okay. Because uh, they're talking to Jesus, his name is Melchizedek, he's, he's the king of righteousness. They said, king of righteousness, uh, when did you begin? He says, I have no beginning, I have no end, I'm, in, I'm eternal. And you go, okay, how are you trying to explain time? God created time. You got So if time has been created, that means the earth is on a plan. Yeah. God created it. Yeah. 1945 is part of the time sequence. Yes. Yeah. Or 1948 is part of the time sequence. Six thousand years is part of the time sequence. A day unto God is like a thousand years is part of a time sequence. You're living in a time zone. When you die, you go outside of time. That's why you can't get ten years. You can't get twenty years in hell. Because you're outside of time. It, I'm sorry, doesn't exist here. Wow. Okay. So. Now that you, you you have to understand, look, the God of Abraham, Hebrew Jemathea 294, my firstborn son, Hebrew, Hebrew Jerematia 294, Melchizedek 294. What is God trying to tell you? Telling you the God of Abraham and the, my firstborn son, they're all the same person, Melchizedek. And so when Melchizedek shows up, people are confused. I wonder who Melchizedek? They've done whole studies on who is Melchizedek. You need to go to the end and find out what was happening in the very beginning, and then you'll know who Melchizedek is when he shows up. He's already a king. They asked Jesus the question. What's the question they asked him? Are you a king? He says, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay. They didn't ask the right questions after that. Because my whole question, my, my question is like, okay, then where are you king of? That would have been my question, you understand? So Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. I would have said, well, how long have you been a king? And he would have said, eternity. And then I would have fell out and fainted, <laughs> and woke up and apologized, you understand? So you have to understand who Jesus is. He was already a king. He was already in the city of New Jerusalem. He he was already, he was already, only problem is the person. Who's the person? Lucifer. The kingdom was going great. It was going absolutely wonderful. Until, until what? I found iniquity in your heart. Okay, so he gets kicked out. But like, listen, he gets kicked out, and one third of the angels believe him. That's crazy. Now, if I'm God, I'm not creating no more angels. You know why? The ones that are still here are proven that they love me and they didn't listen. And if I if I create more, I might end up with another one. So I'm not going to fill my kingdom with more angels. There's enough of them here, but I'm going to make a being in my own image and make a world for him to go through a test so that as he goes through the test that will show that he loves me. Because if he loves me, he'll keep my commandments, And if he hates me, he won't. And I won't let him in my house. Right. Like That's so hard. You know, it's so hard to be obedient. It's hard to do things you don't want to do. Thank you. It's, it's, Thank you. It was so hard for me to stop smoking weed. It was so hard. Oh, so hard. Oh, I can't do it. I tried. Give you $2 million if you stop for two weeks. I can do that. Right. Okay, you're lacking motivation. Right. <laughs> it's not something you can't do. You can do it. You're doing it because you want to do it. And God knows your heart. Understand? Amen. So we have this, okay? Mokilzadec. Um, okay. Until one day, Lucifer started complaining that God was getting all the praise, and that and that was why he um, uh, he had all all the power. He thought if the angels praised me, I would be just as powerful as Mokilzadec. Who and it says, who knows? He thought to himself, I could even be greater than God. What did he forget? that he was a created being, okay? So Lucifer begins to sin, God kicks him out, and he creates earth and beings in his own image. Lucifer goes there because he has no prison yet. Right. Listen, all the fallen angels had no prison. They just weren't welcome in heaven, but there was no prison built. But when they, when they cause man to fall on earth, and then men begin to sin too, now you've got men that are dying, but their energy and matter, they can't go anywhere. Now they're wandering around. And you've got angels who disobeyed. Now they're wandering around. God says, let me build a place for these people. And that's where we get our scripture today, OK? And this first scripture is from the book of Enoch. And it says here, I saw in deep abyss the columns of heavenly fire, and among them I saw columns of fire fall which were beyond measure, like toward the height and toward the depth. And beyond the abyss I saw a place which had no firmament, no heaven above, and uh, no uh, firmly found earth beneath it. There was no water on it, no birds, but it was a waste of, and a horrible place. I saw there seven stars, great uh, 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 like great burning mountains, And to me, when I inquired and regarding them, the angel said to me, this place is the end of heaven and earth. This has been, this has become a prison for the stars and the host of heaven. And the star which rolled over uh, uh, the fire are are they which have transgressed uh, the commandments of the Lord Uh, In the beginning of their of their rising because they did not come forth at their appointed time so God calls wakes up. He calls all the angels there and one day they don't all appear They're with Satan. They're with Lucifer So he builds this place for them And he tells Satan when you get there When I kick you down, you're gonna be in torment. When you get there, worms are gonna crawl over you. When you get there, you're gonna be in torment day and night, okay? Now, if I go, and let's do that, let's go to Luke chapter 16. Not playing, the Lord said, go there. What verse, then? Let's go to the verse where it talks like verse 19. I always like to add this, but God told us not to add to his words, so I won't. But I think the rich man went to church. (laughs) It says, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. And at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. You hear that? Very well dressed. I think he was coming from church, okay? It says, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in hell where he was in what? Torment. torment. Okay? Can, can I tell you something? I've had a headache. I didn't say I'm in torment. You understand? I've had a, a dislocated shoulder. I didn't say I was in torment. You understand? So we're not talking regular pain here. You understand? He was in torment. Listen, he says, uh, in hell where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham uh, far away and Lazarus by his side. So he called to, to, to him, Father Lazarus, have pity on me Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire But that's not a fallen angel. That's a man What's he doing there? God created that place for fallen angels What's he doing in torment and in fire? Because you can't wander around no more than angels can wander around. So God built a place because you are energy and matter and you can't die. You can only be transported to another place. You understand? And people need to know this. I think, Pastor Ben, when I come in here and, and Pastor Ben is telling you guys straight, like if you don't want to go to hell, and if somebody's outside, they be like, oh, they too hardcore. In there. But he's telling you the truth. And we got to tell you the truth. If we don't tell you the truth, you'll think you're involved in religion. Yeah. And we don't care about that you read your scripture and you know this and you know that and you can profoundly say this and you could do that and all this. God doesn't care about that. God cares about what kind of person are you? Yeah. What kind of person, are you in relationship with me or not? And if you are in relationship, can I change your attitude? Because if you're not in relationship, you don't have to change your attitude. You can be you when you by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a relationship, you've got to change some things, right? I don't want to do Drea's, but I come home, place is dirty, what Drea's say, uh-uh, you're gonna learn me. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I corrected her English, I said, first of all, a lot of you it, but, I realized at that point, yeah. I realized I'm in a relationship. You know why? I can't leave stuff hanging around and dishes all there and stuff. I can't do that no more. You understand? I've got to change some things. Why? You are in a relationship. I tell you, if I didn't know, that day I knew. Cause that was like God going, you know what? You're going to learn me. That's right. <laughs> You know I mean? Oh, you smoking weed again? Oh, you gonna learn me. You understand? (laughs) So, a relationship changes behavior. Yes. And you're changing your behavior by what? By force or by your own will to love that person and to come into line with what that person likes. That's what you're doing. I'm changing, Lord, yeah, I know I like doing that. But because you don't like it, I'm not gonna do it. You understand? I don't want you riding around town listening to 80s hip hop. I like it. God didn't. Right. I liked having two earrings in my ear. God didn't. He said, take them out. So I'm in relationship. But it is it's not, y'all see, nowhere word in the scripture where you can't wear an re- earring in your ear. If you want me to make my point to God, to somebody who controls heaven and hell. No, I have no opinion. Let me hold it up. (laughs) Hold up. Done. You understand? So make sure that your religion isn't taking precedence over your relationship. Okay. Make sure you're doing the things that God wants you to do. And if forgiveness is one of them, do it. Okay, here we go. Um, Let me go to my next page. Okay, here we are. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13. It says here, You were in Eden. He's talking to Lucifer because he's in hell at this time. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you. Carnelian, chrysolite, emeralds, topaz, onyx, jasper, uh, Lipus, uh, luzeli, or whatever those diamonds are. I looked up all this stuff. You know, these are some precious stones. They're very expensive. You know what's the only stone that's not there? And it's the cheapest? Diamonds. diamonds. All of these stones are more expensive. And he said Satan was here, and all these precious stones were there. Uh, turquoise, b- a barrel, and he says, your settings and mountings were made of gold, and on the day you were created, you were they were created on the day that you were prepared. He said they were prepared for you. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. God ordained him to be what? A guardian cherub, a guardian angel over all the other angels. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways. And from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade. And then he goes on talking about that. But listen what he said. Because in seventeen, he says your heart became proud on the account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom. You corrupted your wisdom. You corrupted your wisdom. How did you corrupt your wisdom? You knew the right thing and you went your way. Mm -hmm. Eve corrupted her wisdom. What was her wisdom? Don't eat from that. She corrupted her wisdom. She had some help from this guy. Mm -hmm. But listen, he was there. He was in heaven doing, doing, bringing forth the praises of God, okay? When you get to Revelation chapter 22, you know what it tells you? That you're gonna be in heaven. And it says in heaven are gonna be all those precious stones that, that I just read.
0: Yeah.
1: So it seems like, It's a real place. It was there when Satan got kicked out and God is improving it and building new homes. And it's going to be there when you get there. You understand? He didn't abandon the city. He kicked out some people and then he started creating and growing it and building it so that it will be prepared for righteous people. So you've got this incredible future ahead of you. Incredible. Listen, when you when you see the new heaven and the new earth, I think mean, I can just see some people that they don't want to let the old heaven go. I mean, the whole old earth go. Huh. They'll be like, "Oh no, you know, I got my nice house there in Hawaii. I don't want to." And God was like, "Don't worry. Wait till you see the new earth, okay? Because the beauty and the plan that God has for us is extreme. You understand? Yes. Just like hell is extreme." The guy was talking about continually these demons that were just going about continually tormenting people, tormenting them, going from spot to spot. He said, there's no conversation there. I used to think you could go like, hey man, I remember you. He says, there's no conversation. You see somebody, but there's no, you don't have the ability of language. That was a God gift. You have thought, you understand? If you're there, and God says, "Oh, you said, 'Oh, I um, I uh, I have brothers and all of this there.'" And He's talking to Jesus. Jesus can read your thoughts, but you don't have the ability to there to be having wonderful conversations with people. And who you want to talk to when you're with, with all that pain going on anyway?
0: <laughs>
1: so, listen. He, he was saying, he was explaining a lot of things that Catherine Battle described that. Daniel Hood described, who used to do prison ministry with me. And he was describing all of these things. And I'm thinking, man, do, do people really know what they're playing with? Do people know what they're doing when they give up Christianity because they need a more convenient religion? Do they really understand what they're giving up? Do they really understand where they're heading? headed because what you're giving up and where you're headed are so far extreme it's hard okay um let me get to my oh here it is this is from ezra's 2 pastor ben yeah thank you for doing this that day because i took those notes i was like let me read this whole study because when i walked in you were like god don't care about you if you ain't if you don't get saved god don't care about you i was like ooh. That's me and being hardcore. <laughs> but you know what? The scripture says the same thing. The scripture says that. You think like, oh, he'll, I'll get there and he'll realize I'm really a good person. <laughs> you know I mean? Have you ever accepted Jesus? No, but he knows I'm a good person. Mm. See, you do you know did you who said who said this I think this is jesus word that you cannot be either you can't be hot or cold and he says you can't you can't be before him you you have to be for him if you're not for me you're against me yeah that's what jesus said yeah if you're not for me you're against me you understand yeah. so god only puts you on black or white he doesn't there's no middle gray ground like you kind of there's none of that you understand so when you understand what you're dealing with, you have to focus on what's important.
0: Yes.
1: Because, and I was doing a study, I was going to send it to Pastor Ben, and I was like, man, I am tired. We was, we was doing stuff yesterday. I had to go to bed. But <laughs> the study that I did on energy and matter is, is so profound. And the whole thing is that God is not energy or matter because a wood man can't build a wood man you can build a wood man because you're higher than a wood man you understand god is higher than you he's higher than energy and matter he's something else way beyond us because he made us like little toy wood men you understand gave us language breathed air into us all of this came from a source that's way beyond us and he's trying to give you eternal life now one of the things that god describes that satan had first of all he is now called the god of this world okay so all your influences in this world are going to come from the god of this world okay God did not bless Jay-Z to be an artist. God did not bless Beyoncé to meet Jay-Z and be an artist. And God did not bless you with the money to buy the album. (laughs) People aren't thinking. They just do whatever Satan puts out. They go and buy it, yeah. and then they watch the Grammys. Oh, they're so cool, uh, and all of this. And you're watching TV, and this beer ads, beer ads, beer ads, um, hard drink ads, Patron, Nothing, nothing. Everything is geared toward don't live right, don't care about God, blah blah blah. Now they got gay ads, right? And then so you you, you have a. a, a Uh, the the jewelry company has a gay ad with two new men getting married and giving another guy a ring. This is what you get. Why? Because the God of this world is satanic. He is Satan. And he's the God of this world. He owns the money system. So you guys have to be very careful what you decide to watch, what you decide to listen to. Because I was That actor, Howard, what's his name, Howard? I forget his name. No, no, not Howard, he's an actor, he's a black guy, but he's like a PhD in math, okay? And he was talking and they were talking about sound frequency and how you use it to control atmosphere and change people's moods and open portals. So that means if I'm in charge of music and I'm Satan, I'm using frequencies to change attitudes, yeah. lifestyles, and open portals for demons. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't even make music for money. I make music for you, you understand? Yeah. Music is a part of influence, it's a part of your day to day. You have a sound frequency in your body that Satan knows about and you don't know about. Right. And some guys on the air going, oh, I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed that Kanye is going back into the world. Did you hear his last album? (laughs) At this moment, at this moment, I'm getting better. But at this moment, you just want to like kick the TV, right? You're like, what are you talking about? Kanye went back into the world. Kanye was never a Christian. He was doing something for Satan. Yeah. He was making syncopated beats that open portals for demons, but he was using Christian words, but using syncopated beats that they use for witchcraft. And he was doing this to open portals. You understand? I'm trying to explain this to people, but that actor, he would know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we don't know a lot of things that are going on, and God is like, You don't know what's going on, just be obedient. If I tell you something, just do it. Amen. Because the obedience will save you. Amen. Pastor. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. I got 10 minutes, and I'm going to use it wisely. <coughs> I'm going to read this portion right here. Verse 37 says, uh, I replied to he I replied to, uh, in, in reply to me the angel said some part of what you have said is correct and it will be as you say you may be sure that I shall not give thought to sinners this is this is what the, this is now listen he said you may be sure that I will not give thought to sinners uh uh, to their creation death judgment or damnation he says i won't give a thought to it but i shall have joy in the creation of the just and the righteous in the pilgrimage through this world their salvation and their final reward he says that's what i'm going to be concerned about so i said and so and so it is the the farmer sows many seeds in the ground And plants many plants, but do not, but but not all of the seeds come up safely to in due season, nor do all plants strike a good root. It is the same in this world for men. Not all who are sown will be saved.
0: Amen.
1: So God knows that. You know why? The gift of free will it's it's it, it can be good yeah. any mother will tell you my mother said you know i brought Jerley Vern in the world and i you know I, I i love him but he ain't been nothing but a problem since he got here." and i say, i know mom I, I don't know why he stole your money he know we need that money but i had a brother that was in jail from the time he was 12 to the time he died okay and he just all he talked about was how to get high, how to get drunk, how to do, how to find the next party. That's all he talked about. And you know what? My mother, my mother got, got saved. That did not affect him. My mother said, I'm praying for you to change. That did not affect him. You understand? Because you have a free will. We can't we can't determine what people are going to want to do or what spirit is going to fall. Fu- you can't change their heart. Only the Holy Spirit and, and God can change a person's heart. So that person has to open themselves up to receive Christ, to receive his spirit so that they can begin a change. Yes. But if all their influence have been evil, it's gonna be hard to change. That's why I tell people, stop arguing with people. And if you really wanna help somebody change, hit your knees and pray for them yes. and, and and fast for them and beg God to do something. what see that's what Daniel did. Daniel's mother did because she knew Daniel was selling drugs before he got shot you understand she knew he was selling drugs but she was praying and guess what he got shot but he didn't die he lived long enough to get saved and become a witness for Jesus in a wheelchair on the streets yeah you understand but in heaven where he is now, because he finally died uh, because of, uh, of, of the, the, the spasms in his body from being paralyzed. He finally passed away, 2009. But in heaven, he's running and dancing. Yeah. In heaven, he's talking, he's enjoying time with God. You understand? There is an eternity that we all have to face. And they're both very extreme. And I can't express to you how far extreme they are different from each other. <clears throat> and I am not here to explain to you all the horrible things that go on in hell. But I'm telling you, the Bible gives you hints. <clears throat> where the worm does not die. Does it say that in Mark chapter 9? The, the, in, in torment, where the worm does not die. W- what worm? What are you talking about? talking about i'm being fired and torment what's the purpose of the worms too i don't know i'm not god but i'm telling you the place that he built is not a place you want to be Amen. this is that's why we don't want you to play religion that's why we don't want you to walk around with unforgiveness that's why we don't want you to keep insisting on to god that you just i'm trying but i can't I stop it. You're going to have to make a decision yes. You're gonna and keep bringing it before God. Yes. Man, I brought my nasty mouth to God so much. I think God was like, you know what? I'm going to take profanity out your mouth because I see every time you get around the fellas, you know, you go to church and then you get around the fellas and there you go. Mm-hmm. And then I got to repent. And I go, okay, I'm going to stop this the last time. So I just start like, I'm at the altar every week, right? What are you gonna pray for? I'm asking God to remove profanity out of my mouth. Okay, so we pray, I go two weeks, somebody make me mad, boom! Oh goodness, there goes that saved guy again. (laughs) Right? I'm back in line, I'm praying. Because I need forgiveness, and I need deliverance. So if you have something in your life that you know you need to get rid of, Stay in line. Yes. Stay at the altar until it gets burnt up. Until that thing gets destroyed. And don't make excuses before God. Because one day, you know what? If you're standing before God, the last thing he wants to hear is the excuse. You understand? You don't get you get. I didn't finish reading this, but there's a portion that gets here that says, after death, mercy and grace disappears. It disappears. There's none you could, you could fake a couple But <laughs> there, There's nothing Listen Mercy and grace Disappears yeah. At judgment yeah. You understand That means whatever you are Whatever you bring to the table That's what we're going to deal with You understand yeah. But listen Eyes have not seen Nor ear heard, nor ear heard Never has it entered in the heart of man What God has planned for us i'm gonna do some traveling i'm gonna do some laughing i'm gonna do some dancing for a thousand years i'm gonna live beautiful why because we will be we will be sons of the king you understand Well, you got the extreme of going to heaven the extreme of being with jesus is extremely beautiful and pleasant He says pleasures forever are in the hands of the righteous. Pleasures forever are in the hands of the righteous. God is planning for you to have life. And the enemy is trying to steal it. And God wants you to submit your will so that he can give you life. Okay? So choose which extreme you want. Praise God. Amen. Amen.